0: Putin Hello and welcome to Poutine Bratwurst um, I'm Simon and I'm talking hopefully to my good friend over in Canada Philip, are you there? I am, I am, how are you doing? I'm very good, well, I guess I'm good enough for uh, to record this I'm still in quarantine as much as I guess you are
1: Mm-hmm, indeed
0: Yeah so how have you been the last few days like um what have you
1: what have you been doing uh i'll be honest it's not the most exciting thing ever but uh, as you know i was preparing for a very important interview so uh for a job basically so that has been my my week last week and this weekend so far you know just uh, doing the the chores and taking it easy uh yeah what about you uh well not
0: as exciting as yours i guess um i've been doing the same thing that i have been doing for the last couple of weeks but um i'm curious um so you had a job interview yeah um how does what does a job interview look like in in quarantine times
1: so uh it was over uh, an application called webex so uh-huh. it's a kind of a, it's a Skype thing, basically. Yeah, we use that too in my firm. Right. So uh, yeah, it was with two individuals, uh, and um, they were asking me questions. It was basically the same. It was just it was over Skype. Uh, the the downside of it is that uh, the process is much slower than it usually is because some. You know, some teams have reduced personnel, uh, personnel and um, some teams are out, whatever. So it just takes, makes the process that much longer, which is yeah. painfully uh, you know, hard to, to wait. And I know it's not their fault. I know it's, you know, it's just like the name of the game right now. But uh, yeah, I'm impatient to know how, how things will turn out. I'm not expecting any news until mid-May at best.
0: Uh, but, but they could. So, so when, when would the job start?
1: uh june i i think okay
0: so let's say uh, say june uh, the situation would remain the way it is until up until june would Mm -hmm. that and and they would like they they, let's say hopefully they they tell you um that you're good to go and they they want you um Mm -hmm. do you think uh if quarantines remains the same that would affect your application because i heard many people of friends of mine who um, who had uh, job interviews before the whole thing, and now it's all kind of um, dead at least for the moment because right. for they they just don't want to take people because they don't know um, where how to, how they are gonna work.
1: So uh, in this case, it's a uh, uh, how can I say this? Um, like they they need that individual to do the tasks at hand. Uh, but, uh, I think, uh, it would be on very reduced uh, schedule at first until things turn out better. Cause no. again, for, for the listeners, I, I worked in, um, international relations and right now they are pretty on the low. Uh, <laughs> I'll just say there's not a lot of international events going on right now. So, uh, my team is, um, uh, let's say I wouldn't say useless cause definitely not, but, uh, our tasks, um, uh, are, uh, are reduced. So yeah yeah uh,
0: mm-hmm. when you when you had those interviews what did you wear did you wear like a a tux or shirt and and like with no pants or something
1: so i started with uh, uh you know the suit up up the suit yeah down i had my pajama pants <laughs> and I, I thought what if you know what if there's an issue and i have to stand up mm. so i changed uh see last like uh, five minutes before the interview i i put the <laughs> I with my jacket, my blazer and li- little you know was an issue and I had to go uh, take something. so I had to stand up. So they would. I have seen my pajama if I could not put the pants on.
0: Imagine, imagine if, you, if you'd been like, well, I sleep in a nude, fuck it. And you were sitting there with like no pants at all and no underpants. And, they, and they're, like, they're like, yeah, can you, I don't know, can you show this, this folder or something? And you go, yeah, sure, no worries. And you get up and from the behind, they see like your ass and your dick. And you
1: and you pretend like, it's nothing. <laughs> and you realize it after the interview like oh no <laughs> or, like, or like you you get up and you
0: have like a, a raging boner
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that that's a job confirmed for sure <laughs> the position that's for
0: sure oh i'm i i'm convinced that these things to happen somewhere i mean at the
1: moment. I, I, I saw i uh, saw it was it was a co-worker of mine she sent me a video of a, a big like zoom conversation i don't know if you saw that Yeah. um there was like i don't know like 12 people having a, a conference over the phone and at one point one of the gals she just takes her, her, her like laptop and she goes so she's like walking with it and people just you know they keep talking whatever And she puts her laptop on the floor, and she starts taking a piss. (laughs) (laughs) You see you see see like only like her side, like her her eye or whatever. But clearly she removes her pants or her underwear, and she sits. And there's one of the guys who said, I don't see anything right now. (laughs) I'm not seeing anything. (laughs) And it it takes like a few seconds until she realized that the camera's on for everyone. no. From the computer and she shut it down or something that like she closed the laptop and people are just laughing like, like they were acting like nothing happens but as soon as she closed the laptop everybody's like oh poor <laughs> queen <laughs> oh that's hilarious no that's a good one <laughs> um i
0: i i also brought some something from the news that i read um a mm. crazy news story so to speak. Um, maybe you've heard of it. Have you heard of that Australian guy who lost his job due to a uh, coronavirus? No, I'm not aware of it. He won the lottery like the week after, like he did some okay. online lottery thing and he won around, it's like 4 point something Austra- million Australian dollars, which equals 2.8 million euros. So I don't okay. know. You probably can figure out how much that is in, in uh, Canadian dollars. And, uh-huh. So he he won that amount of money, and which is awesome. And every time I hear yeah, of yeah. these people winning the lottery, it's it's amazing, and I I always envy those guys. But I was wondering, what would you do if you won that that amount of money right now? Because you know you're not really able to do that much with it due to the whole situation. Right. So what would you do? Like obviously you probably put some of it away, but what would be the thing you would do to yourself? yourself for that much uh that, that big amount
1: for myself not for my family and everything
0: i guess for yourself yeah like what would be the goodie that you would grant yourself
1: uh i would equip myself for a, with a professional studio probably so music sorry studio. I, I didn't hear you uh do you hear me now yeah i do okay so i would probably like get, get myself uh studio equipment like to record music ah like very good quality stuff you know the best gear available uh, a good computer because right now my, my laptop is, is a potato it, it, it doesn't run anything on it but um yeah i would equip myself very well and i would do a lot of music right now uh if i if, if i had the means to do that yeah what about you mm, yeah
0: probably order like some I, I try and get some really really great food because like every Saturday evening, my girlfriend and I are ordering food just the, the rest of the week we're cooking, but on Saturday evening yep. it's like a, a little treat to herself to to order some food. Now really try and find like the best food I could get. That's one thing, one small thing. And other than that, it's really difficult. I don't I don't I don't actually know much more beyond that because yeah, of, of course. I could buy some clothes. I could buy some, uh, like you said, some some nice equipment. I I really would need a good microphone to record this podcast. But <laughs> uh, besides that, maybe a new laptop as well. But it's really like the the first thing. If I think of a, a winning money, would the first thing that comes to my mind is like to travel and go away. And, and since that thing yeah. is, isn't possible right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's really it. It kind of shows me what where my where my money's at normally, and where I would put my money at.
1: Right. Now, would you, would you buy like a, would you buy like an apartment in Tokyo or something like that? Um, well, I, I guess you couldn't do that with two point eight million. But
0: yeah, I, I I think like say if I if I won like ten million. Then I would probably, or what means probably, I would definitely invest it into real estate.
1: Oh yeah, it's the safest investment. Yeah. For well, sure. you know, right now, I don't know if it's an issue in Germany too. That that I think it's a it's a good a good discussion to have actually. But in a lot of cities here, especially Toronto, there's a big issue with uh, Airbnb, and uh, how people are buying the new condos and, and not living in them. Yeah and renting them up and um just like it it's terrible for the rents it it increases the rents and it kills the community uh uh, you know sentiment of the the area so right now these people cannot pay their rent anymore yeah Uh, so they have to sell their their airbnb uh, space um or sign long-term leases um, for reasonable prices so i think it's it's one of the very little good things that come out of this thing is all these crooks that uh, buy airbnbs and, and, and they will they will go they will perish <laughs> their business will perish oh, and, yeah. and this will be good for the community yeah it's uh we have that issue
0: mostly in berlin and others right. is, it's not that big of a, an issue as far <laughs> as i can tell and yeah mm-hmm. yeah i saw on, on twitter i saw right when the whole thing started i saw some um, screenshots from Air- airbnbs that are now apartments where they're like yeah we want to rent a long-term. want have a long-term lease now. Like fuck these guys! Yeah. Really fuck them!
1: Yeah, absolutely. They're 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 terrible for the housing market. I love Airbnb um, and I, the- I use it like
0: air, almost every time when I travel. But that's just you need to have a regulation in order to yep. make a, um, create a balance
1: yeah because yeah some some areas are off toronto it's almost laughable uh some some towers are known to be like most mostly airbnb can you believe this like it's crazy bullshit. that's bullshit so like it's it, then then it's not even what is it
0: then it's like a tourist town
1: then yeah it's it's so it it, mm-hmm. it drives actual workers away from their uh, to their workplace so that 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 push people to go away and it expand the city oh man it has a lot of bad consequences yeah
0: no. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, not much of that going on in the future, I guess,
1: unfortunately. No, it's not. It's not the right time to get uh, to get into the Airbnb business. Nope. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, all right. Do you have a first song for our list? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I try to support local artists as much as I can, and this one, I thought is something you could uh, you could be interested in yourself. It's from an artist of the city south shore of Quebec City. He's called Les Louanges, and uh, his song is called Pitou. Pitou is a slang for like a cute little dog. Ah. Uh, so uh, it's a it's a, this time I'm I'm on the funk side of the Quebec scene, so it's very funky music. Nice. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure listeners will love it. Cool, go on and check it out. My song
0: is from a, a Japanese um, jazz combo called Trieth, At least I think that's what they call it because they've written try and then four th um and their song is called landscape it's quite calm jazz but i absolutely love that song for some reason always drives me away in my head only um, yeah awesome. i love it um, here you guys I didn't, know you were... I
1: didn't know you were into jazz
0: i am but only in in particular uh jazz so it's difficult to to say like um my family and i were once invited into like a jazz concert when i was i don't know how old was i 13 14 and we went there Mm -hmm. and uh they were like friends of my dad so we said got to sit right in first row and it was disgusting it was so bad like (laughs) it was the kind of um it was that kind of jazz that people who generally dislike jazz and, and give a reason for jazz, even though they don't know jazz and how, how, how powerful and how many faces uh, jazz has, say, oh, I don't like it because of that sound. And it's that sound that they meant. Like my family and I, I think it was like three or four hours that we were sitting there oh and these musicians they were like they were amazingly well in their instruments but it was just too uh it just didn't fit into another the the instruments it was just too much too much going on and too much confusing stuff and we were all like my family, I remember the faces of my 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 dad my mom and my sister sitting there at, in agony of, of horrified, horrified. It was so bad, and we and like the the friend of my dad who was um, who organized the whole thing. She was sitting next to him, and she was always like looking to us, like, "Wow, isn't that amazing? You guys are enjoying it, right?" <laughs> And we always had to look at her like even us children were looking and saying, "Yeah, mm, this is this is honey in our ears. We'll we love it." And inside, we're, we're
1: all really looking forward for the next
0: show. It was so we, we left and we were all like, "We're never gonna do that again." And but luckily, I I, I gave jazz another uh, another chance when I was older and uh, and went uh, to a jazz cellar with my girlfriend and we absolutely loved and ever since we're trying to, to go there every so often and, and checking, checking some musicians out because they're, they're just so, so great ones out oh, there i love
1: it. it's uh, it's 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 a whole world in itself yeah. and as as many styles there's many different types of, of of jazz it's such a big umbrella word but there's a lot of different types and i i'm sure like i always say about for example metal but i hate metal i'm sure you'd find at least one band there's there's so oh, yeah. many sounds there's so many vibes I'm sure you'd find one. Same for Jazz, I'm sure you'd find somebody that you like their colors, you like their vibes, you like their atmosphere. I think there's there's something for everyone in that genre. Just you have to be open-minded like you did. It's good, good.
0: All right, um, now, uh, before we go to the next segment, uh, mm. to the next take, we we, we came up with, um, we, we wanted to mix things up a little bit and put in some more, Let's say column segments, actual segments where we talk about stuff. You're gonna, you guys are gonna hear two of them today. Maybe there's gonna be more. Maybe we're gonna repeat them. Maybe we won't. It's all just try and error at this point. Now, the first one um, that I, that you are gonna hear is uh, is gonna come from me. It's called <clears throat> oh, I'm losing my voice. It's called random information. Um, it's a segment where where each of us gives really just some random information about a topic that we find interesting something you read about or just some really really random thing it can be anything that we find at least in some way educational some way being food for thought um so I'm gonna do that today and uh, I'm gonna give a give you guys a topic and um and then we uh, then I'm curious what you think, Philippe, about what, I'm, what I said. Mm-hmm. We'll discuss it. And yeah, we'll discuss it. And so we hear you guys in the next um, take for the segment random information.
1: Random information.
0: Random information. Today, I'm going to talk to you, Philippe, and uh, to our audience about one of the most, in my opinion, most interesting and fascinating philosophic um, theories, which is um, the simulation theory by Nick
1: Bostrom. Have you heard of it before, Philippe? You told me about it in Berlin. I remember we're together and you told me about it. All right, I'm I'm gonna continue, anyways. Oh please. Um, the, so what it means
0: is, um, if we look at um, the de- development in um, in video games and in general technologies over the the last couple of years, you see that there's this trend where things need to be more and more realistic. Uh, you can see that in the graphics getting realer and realer with every with every update and with every new console, every new game. But you can also see that in in trends like um, The Sims, where you play just ordinary life with a little ticks, where you play God basically. Um, you see that in VR technology and um, artificial intelligence, that's developing more and more, and that's really trying to immerse you more into technology and and everything that surrounds it. So, um, real life and technological life is more and more becoming one thing. Now, if we um, expect the trend that trend to to go on further with the same speed then that means that at some point we will be able to create a platform or program where we can simulate every little detail of life, of real life. We can simulate a whole world, a whole planet Earth with people who breathe, who think, who feel like they are real and like we we do. So these are not just your 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 buggy shitty little little figures walking around in a town on in a video game. These are p- independently thinking and acting uh, beings that are just generated in your computer. Now, let's say that we. We 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 reach that so that Nick Bostrom gives uh, two ways. So we reach it either we, we reach that level or we don't. We could not reach it because maybe let's say um, we destroy ourselves or we um, we um, we kill we kill each other like the, the or climate change takes over so we don't reach that level. Now the other way is we reach that level and if we do reach it um Bostrom gives uh, three different ways how we could act with with that possibility with being able to create a whole new world. One thing would be that our states our governments and uh, the legislation they they come in they rule in and they say no we're not doing that because they they say it's unethical they say it's too powerful in the hands of individuals whatever Now you one might argue that, even if that happens there's always illegal activity going on and people are always trying to find a way but um but but let's just say that that they they find a way to stop us from doing it that's one possibility if we're able to reset level the next one would be we are able to do it but we just don't do it. Why would we not do it? Maybe we're not interested in that anymore. Maybe we have moved from, our, from the craze and the interest that we have right now being like a higher species. And we just say, no, we don't want to do it. We, it's unethical, blah, 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 whatever. And the last one would be, we um, reach that level and we do it. We create, we, we start these platforms, we simulate real life. If that's the case right now, we have to assume that, um, so if, if we reach that level, we have to assume that we are in a simulation. Now, why is that? Well, um, if, you, if you are in that, uh, if, if we are able to create that life, we cannot know for sure that there hasn't been a generation before us who did the same thing. And who put us into that simulation so that's just the simple the simple rule of that it's almost it's super unlikely that we're we're the first ones you can just try and do that say imagine you have like um you have like a a huge map a world map uh and uh and you throw a dart like blindly throw a dart um at at the map how likely is it that you hit the point where you are in right now So that just gives you the. It's way more likely that you hit any other place, and any other place in that example means uh, a simulation. Now, now here's the mean thing: Um, we don't know that all the other possibilities. First of all, not being able to reach that level. Second, um, a government ruling in, and thirdly. Uh, Us not uh, not caring to to um, to use that um, technology doesn't necessarily mean real. Why is that? Well, if you look at if you imagine that um, this game is on a server, and the people who are the virtual lives in that game are unable to um, are unable to um, are able to to create their own life on that platform. Then that would be exponential um, more. um, That would call for exponentially more space on that first server. So it could crash the servers. It could. It would need an an impossible amount of data and of 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 saving um, storage. So that could be the reason why the program would have the switch in that if you reach that end, if you reach the moment where we could actually create these things anything happens to us we don't want to, we don't care for it anymore our governments prohibit us from doing it or we just die because the whole planet earth explodes and the whole game starts again so by now you might you you might know that it's according to that theory very very likely that we are not real right now if you think further then you might come up and think well wait a minute that means we do have a god and that god is the person playing our game And that's right because that person could just right now type into his uh, computer and say, well, I don't like that Simon guy. I want his balls to explode right now unless he worships me. So does that mean we should all go down to our knees and pray, Hey gamer nerd who plays our game, please, please, please don't hurt us. Be good to us. Make Simon win the lottery, whatever. Well, not really, because if we go back to, to the first, uh, first steps that person knowing that he is able to create a simulation, cannot know for sure that he is not himself in a simulation. So if he randomly goes and makes people's balls explode or whatever, he doesn't know that the guy who might be playing his game doesn't do the same for him. So, that that means we um, uh, we might be in very li- it's very likely that we are in a simulation, but it doesn't really matter. We can't know about, we can't know it. we cannot change it. So it's useless to to either uh, to to worry about it, even though it's a, a thought that I find to be very uncomfortable. And that was the first episode, or first segment of random information. yeah philip are you still there yeah i am do you hear me i do hear you well, you did some good research on this i uh, i didn't really have to prepare that much because i love that theory so much that i i know it by heart and i've given it so many <laughs> times it's it's yeah what is what is your take on that theory what does it make you feel
1: uh i'm not so something people need to know about me is i i'm not at all like a spiritual person like zero yeah and um, these things i i i kind of uh and i know it's bad and it's terrible people probably will hate me for saying this but i i don't really care about these things too much in the sense that whatever like i just want to do the best i can create that's the most important thing for me create something share these things with people and Wherever I'm from, or if it's real or not, I'm kind of indifferent to it. That is a terrible thing to say, probably, but mm, not really. I think it's a it's a it's a healthy way of looking at life. It's something that I don't worry about too much. And I think it's a very creative uh, theory, and I see. I, I especially like the point where you say, if we reach that point, well, there's no way to know if it's this right now is not also another simulation. It's the very, I think thats the most convincing argument in that whole thing to me is a point where we just cannot know for sure, uh, which is not the case right now, right? We're, we're not there yet, but, um, Still, uh, no. It's a very interesting theory. I, I, I don't I just don't have strong uh, strong arguments for or against it. But why are you so fascinated by it?
0: I don't know. I think I I personally think a lot about these things. Like every time I I, I watch a science fiction movie, like a good one, I, I get sad that I will very likely not be able to witness my us going and uh, into outer space, meeting other other uh, meeting alien beings and stuff. I, it's it's like I don't know. For me, this is. It feels like the search for why we're here and what we're doing. I I, I find very 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 engaging and very interesting. that that's mm. what, why uh, a follow up question I have for you. Say mm. you could know it. Say there was, I don't know, there was an, a message coming to you in your dream or whatever, or like a, a fairy appears and, and that fairy or whatever tells you, Philippe, this is a simulation. This is not the real life. You guys are just being played and it could be deleted any minute, could just go, go on and you wouldn't notice. I just want to tell you, it's a simulation. Would you change anything? And if so, what would you change?
1: i would start by saying a psychiatrist for schizophrenia that's the first thing i would do okay let's say say the <laughs> all right and and i i know okay, that I'm jo- yeah <laughs> point, I'm um would i change anything well i don't know if i would share it because i feel like it's a it's a dangerous thing to know i think it would be a, a risky thing for everybody to know that and um, people like most likely won't, won't believe you anyways right but that's true but also like if people start to believe that it's it it doesn't matter then some people could do strange things and i'd rather not think about it um what would i change it's a good question i don't think i would change anything honestly i would just just know like oh okay so is there a way out or am i stuck here and if i stuck here well why would it change anything anyway right Hmm. i'm still here i still have to do my my job and my, write my shitty music and, and and do some podcasts and that's it you know it's just, <laughs> it's just how it is so yeah what would you change mm, it's it's
0: hard to say i i i do feel like um being that things don't matter would would make me do things in my life prioritize other things in my life like Right. like do the things that I actually only do the things I actually like and and not doing anything for for because I think it is the think the right thing to do and that you have to do mm-hmm. on the other hand you're still stuck in this world and the world still works the way it does so mm-hmm. there are people who who live a life where I think that I think of is way healthier for your uh f- for your mind and and makes you way happier and yet i'm not doing the same that they they are doing so maybe i am the problem and not the surroundings and the um, and the world around me
1: but it, it, there's a point you, you you raised just there that i find strange it's regarding the uh, the good and the bad right you said i wouldn't do things just because they're good it's to me it's just i i, I it's, again i'm not a i'm not a religious person at all and um when people say like oh so you're not a believer like how can you be like uh how can you have ethics like how can you be a moral or like yeah well, I, I don't do things because i'm afraid of a god punishing me i'm just doing good things because i want people around me to be happy and i want to be treated good too and that's it there's no you're not going it's like if you tell me you don't rape women because you're afraid of a judgment of a god. You're an asshole. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. It's, it's plainly you're an asshole, right? I know. So like, I know. I'm, I, I mean... wasn't.
0: I wasn't saying that. Like I was saying, I, I'm not talking about doing crimes or things that are just wrong. I'm. Right. I'm. am saying.
1: Oh, I'm not saying you're one of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that. The, the, what I mean is, uh, it's what I mean is,
0: in, do... in society, you you sometimes mm-hmm. do things that just society asks you to do in a way. I, I can't really mm-hmm. give you an example right now, but um, it's just everyone knows that there. are... There are some things that you do, and you don't really know why you're doing it, but you do it. And the, the reason you do it is just because it's the thing you just do. And I feel right. like if we got rid of not all, maybe not all of them, but some
1: of these things, we might all be a little bit happier with ourselves. Mm. That's just. You mean like it's a get, it's for example? Like good manners at the in the bus or at the table uh, no, or the restaurant. No,
0: I, I do understand that you have to be that you have to have manners in order to not piss other people off. But I feel like, um, yeah, like like look at the things that you get when you when you're on Instagram a lot and you you see all the other people being happy and you only see the good sides of other people, and it makes you feel like you're wrong whenever you're not feeling happy. Because everyone mm-hmm. else all the time seems to be happy, even though they're not. Yeah, life is
1: perfect on Instagram.
0: Exactly, and I feel like these are kind of the things that we could abandon and could show more, more, more often, and say like, "Well, everybody's fucking miserable. It's just bullshit." <laughs> and yep. But but I didn't want to go into that deep deep into that. I'm just saying that maybe I would change things. Maybe maybe it would same the same for me. Do you have a song? Uh,
1: yes, I wanted to go for older stuff. Um, I can't believe I haven't shared a song from this guy yet. Good old Frank Zappa song, nice. you know? You, you got to go for the classics. Uh, massive Zappa fan here. And a song I've been listening to a lot in 2019. And I've just recently started listening to again is it called, a song called San Bernardino. Mm. All right, I'm gonna go with also an older song by the
0: Steelers wheel stuck in the middle with you. And mm-hmm. um, after our next break, we're gonna hear um, our next segment called Story time, where Philip is gonna tell us a story. here you guys in a moment. Hey there. It's Story time. Story time with Philip and Simon
1: welcome back dear listeners sit back relax brew yourself some tea because it is story time with philip today's story is called whiskies and pretties so i want to take you back for this story time to (laughs) to when Simone and me were in South Korea. So, it was 2015. We were living in a area called ya Yade, which is, uh, Songshin is the name of a university. Ya is for uh, women, Dae for Behakkyo, which is university. So, we're next to the university for women of Songshin. It was a student district, a bit. So, bars, the lifetime was very student-oriented with little bars, cheap restaurants, a lot of barbecues, a lot of convenience store, pizza parlor, that kind of stuff. We partied uh, with some international students here and there sometimes, but often during the week when we wanted to go for a little beer with friends, we would hit these little bars to drink the terrible uh, Korean beers. And for Korean listeners, I love Korea but you have to admit that Cass, Height, and Max are pretty dishwatery, beery. Anyway, so we were used to have these cheap beers and drink soju and everything. And um, after a few months, I felt like having a good beer because you have to know that I enjoy uh, ref- more... I, I mean, I I enjoy the regular cheap beers a lot, but I also sometimes enjoy a more refined beer. And I know that sounds very arrogant but it's true get me some good ipa maybe a red ale a belgium style a bay beer i don't know but get me something more refined you know after months of drinking cask a man needs something else and i was discussing with uh, my neighbor uh, which was a french guy Uh, his name was victor um and we we went for drinks several times together and we discussed about maybe trying to find a more Upscale bar where we could have maybe a more refined beer and a more cozy moment. Uh, and I remembered that near to one of my favorite restaurants, there was this bar called the Sky Bar on the seventh floor of a building, last floor. And I told Victor, listen, I've never been there, but I feel like it's a lounge, seventh floor. I have a gut feeling that this place could be the place we're looking for. You know, a more cozy place. They might sell better products. And I've seen outside, they have a whiskey sign. Like, oh, we sell refined whiskey here, or whatever. I don't drink much whiskey, but I thought if they advertise that instead of soju, it's probably an upscale bar. So we agreed, and we went. So for those who never went to Asia, there's a lot of, uh, in the downtown area, there's a lot of buildings that have uh, shops on every floor, which is something you would never see here, by the way. Very uncommon. But over there, every floor is a different shop. So travel agency on the second, first a restaurant, third is some offices, fourth, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. And the bar was on the seventh. So we took this little tiny elevator and we got there and it was a beautiful place. It was uh, leather seats, like sofas, high tables, The lights were were dim, a big, big bar with nice uh, stools, um, a big wall of, of a different type of whiskey, brandy, cognac, name it, they had it. So we were excited. Finally, we would be able to enjoy a nice beer in a cozy environment. So all the tables were taken. There was only the stools left, whatever. So my French friend and me sit down at the bar and we, of course, speak French together because, well, why would we speak another language if both of us are francophones, right? So we just speak French, talk about whatever. And after a little moment, we were expecting a barman. But these two young gals came, dressed in this, the same way, uh, and sat on the other side of the bar uh, with us. And I thought, wow, you know, two two waitresses for us. That's a high service standards, you know? So... They gave us a menu. They asked us if we speak English, and we told them that we do. And we 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 ordered uh, um, just a Belgian beer, you know, nothing too special. But the best beer they had was like it was was fine, but it was good to drink something else than Casper once. So we receive our beers, and these two gals are not going away. They are staying at the bar and looking at us, and we speak French and we talk about life at the university and everything, whatever and they're not going away. So at some point, one of the two starts speaking to us and she asks us questions in English. So where are you from? And we're like, uh, like she's cutting us, off. we're talking. Like, what are you doing? And I go, well, I'm from, I'm from Canada, Quebec, and I'm from France, Orléans, okay, okay. And we're like, okay, cool, okay. And we start talking French together again. And then she asks another question. So where, where are you guys studying? Now, what are you guys doing in Korea? Oh, we're in for a study. Oh, where, where? Oh, okay, okay. And she asked her question and we discussed with her. But we're trying to make her understand that we do not wish to have a discussion with her and her friend that doesn't speak. She was just looking at us smiling. So we're like, whatever. So once she, had, she was clearly done with her question, we started talking again together in French. And every time him or me were telling a joke and we would start laughing, the two girls were laughing too (laughs) so so every time i was laughing just i wish you guys could see me now but i was just stuck laughing and look at them on the like what are you doing you don't even speak french and we kept talking and and laughing and they laughed too and and i was like this this is so awkward what's going on here and then we 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 keep talking and then she asked us again so where are you guys from We're from the same places before, you know, we, we haven't changed our origin so far. And she says, oh, and what are you doing here? She just asked the same questions again. And I stopped and I was like, where are we? And I looked around the bar. Who, is, who are the customers here? What is this? And everywhere, there, it was only one guy with one waitress dressed the same way. It was all men in suits, uh, middle age mostly with gorgeous women all drinking fancy champagne or drinking some whiskeys or wine and I looked around and I understood something we were in a hostess bar we went going into a hostess bar and I don't I didn't know how to behave in a place like this I didn't know how that worked so I told Victor I said dude in French of course dude we're in a hostess bar here. What are we doing? And he was like, "What is this? What What is a hostess bar?" And I told him that I I, I played some video game. Uh, uh, I mean, I've talked about it in the previous podcast called Yakuza, in which there is a hostess. And and I was like, "This is a place where like, for for listeners that don't know, it's a place where a guy goes usually alone, from what I understand." And asked uh for for a hostess to sit with him and the whole point is she will make you drink by bottles not just say singular beers and you have to pay to make her drink too and she drinks with you and she discusses with you and she laughs at your joke and you're just spending a nice evening with a pretty girl Uh, so usually some for example middle-aged man that i've been married for a while i guess their wife don't laugh at their jokes anymore i don't know they feel they want the attention of a younger girl again. So it's, these are not prostitutes. They don't sleep with the man. They don't even kiss him, as far as I know. They're just there to sit down, listen to their story, laugh with them, and serve them drinks and looking good. That's pretty much what I understand from that, that, that whole thing. But here we were, two guys with T-shirts and jeans, that uh, went to a hostess bar together. We didn't order anything for the two girls, so clearly they were waiting for us to buy something for them. And we did not want to give them something because we did not want them anyway. So they were very professional and I salute them, uh, if you're listening. <laughs> I, I salute their professionalism. Shout out. Especially, especially the one that could not speak English. She was just standing by the bar with her hand in front of her, like on her belly. I don't know if you, you can imagine the position. Oh, their gosh. hands connected. The yeah. And she was smiling and laughing at her jokes. That's, that's what she did for a solid 30, 30 45 minutes. Um. I told him, we have to go. We cannot stay here. I don't want to start flirting with her. I don't want to... And uh, I was in a relationship at this time anyway. And was like, I don't want to pay her for drinks. I I, I don't want to spend the evening talking to her. I, I want to have a beer with my boy. So we've quickly rushed out to finish her beer. And we said, oh, we really have to go. We have something. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And they took us all the way to the elevator, walking in uh, in front of us. And the two of them, and I'm trying to try to imagine this were these two assholes that didn't say anything to them. <laughs> like idiots that behaved very poorly to them. Like we're, we looked at them kind of rough, like rudely, cause like they were laughing at our jokes that they didn't understand. It was very awkward and they were annoying cause they kept talking to us, but I felt so bad. And, and, and they came to the elevator and both of them were next to each other, next to the elevator. And they just said, thank you. And they bowed all the way down next to the elevator until we went inside the elevator. <laughs> It was oh, it was a good, good moment, but I'm very happy that, that I have experienced uh, a a hostess bar. Now I can say I've been there and I've seen it, and yeah, it was quite the experience. And I'm still sorry for these two gals. Were probably the worst customers they ever had <laughs> in their career as as uh, as a uh, hostess is. But uh, honestly, it was a very strange environment. You know, all these. These older men with these younger women and and, a very strange place, but a very interesting concept. And and basically, this is my story.
0: Hey there, that was story time. Story time with Philip and
1: Simon. I wanted to ask you, do you think such a thing would work in Germany? Uh, I don't think so. Like no, why not?
0: no nah, and it would only work if if afterwards you could have sex
1: with her, right? Yeah. So why do you think it works in these countries though? Um, I think like because it, I, I think uh, I, I know that
0: in Japan. In the,
1: sorry. I think as far as I know, it's only in Korea and in Japan. For the listeners, I think. Yeah, I, I think for the salary, that salaryman culture where, where men
0: are just being lonely, then I think that's the reason why. You're lonely So you and you don't ha- get to see anyone uh, from another gender or something and, and really mm-hmm. relax with them. So you pay for it uh, because it's easier than to to go out and look and, and actually have the the opportunity of you know getting crushed by reality so you you do you go there? Mm-hmm. That's my thought.
1: No, that makes sense. And I, I always thought of also like older uh, married couples that the spark has died, and the guy just yeah, he just wants you just want somebody to laugh at his old jokes and yeah. his old stories again, exactly. and, and feel feel like somebody's interested in him again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very inter- very interesting experience. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I can, can imagine. Have you ever visited
0: the hostess bar? I have never visited one. I think I, I do think that when when I was there as well, we had a similar encounter where we went to a, a bar where there's like this weird amount of women and no other guests, and uh, and we left pretty pretty quickly because it's it was just a weird wipe vibe, vibe going on was it that
1: the with the Rita's friend probably i i hated that guy <laughs> i don't I, know I, if it's I, the same i, story I, that, I have no recollection of that person
0: so i don't know
1: one night uh that was another story time probably yeah one night it was a wild night and uh, this guy is i have a strong philosophy for like going out with people it's like be an idiot if you want, be an asshole with, if you want, but like know that, there will, like, you have to assume the consequences of your acts. Yeah. and I'm not gonna not gonna be the one. Uh, I'll help you gladly if you do your part. But if you're just a piece of shit, uh, I will. will not like. You're an adult. Deal with your crap. I'll help you if, if you're asking everything. But basically, I life is too short to drink with assholes, uh, and. and and uh, it's that kind of night that I, I promised myself that I would never, ever go out with this guy again, and I didn't. But that, that will be for another story time. I, I, have, a, I have a question. Yes.
0: Um, so last night I watched a big documentary on the band Queen. Mm-hmm. and have you heard of them no i'm just kidding <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, and so what and a big part of it was a was there they promoted in the documentary that now they're retouring with adam lambert u.s singer mm-hmm. and he is um, singing you know obviously singing um, the songs that freddie mercury can't sing anymore um, mm-hmm. and when i was watching that and they explained that yeah they took a long break and he's just he is they're not touring as queen. They're touring as queen plus Adam Lambert. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's paying a tribute to to Freddie Mercury. He knows he will never be able to replace him or even come near him, but it's like an honor for him and blah, blah, blah. And so they, they tried, they, they explain that they are doing this now because it's just the right time and they want to give the fans more queen. Because, uh, and at the same time, you know, I don't know, honor the heritage of Freddie Mercury. The whole time I was watching it, I felt, my feeling was, why the fuck do you do that? Why don't you just not play as Queen anymore? Don't go on tour and play these old songs. If you, if the like the, the original Queen members who are playing that, which uh, who are the, the guitar, guitar player and the drummer, if you guys mm. still want to go out and play, then do that. Start another band. Do new stuff. But don't go out and, and and fish all your fans with with all that old that everybody loves and bring in a new singer and you, you're basically just milking the fans for the old things that's that's my personal opinion and since you're a music nerd, what if what about i want to ask you yeah
1: okay so my, my take is is different than yours uh what about people that could never see freddie mercury like they they, they never had the chance to see him because he passed away for example if you're a 15 year old queen fan i'm sorry bro but it's impossible you could never see him so isn't it unfair and just a nice opportunity to relive as close as possible this experience Mm -hmm. don't you think it's fair that new fans could also experience that i I don't think so no i think
0: what you want is freddie mercury but you will
1: not be able to get it i mean I know that Adam Lambert is. So they, don't, they don't advertise. They don't advertise themselves as. Uh, Listen, we have Freddie Mercury on stage tonight, and, and you yeah, arrived there. And, uh, well, that's not. Well, duh, they're not. Do they don't do that. No, that
0: would be dishonest. That would be. I know. Uh, I know they're honest. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, and I can't really. There's nothing really on a moral level that I can really blame them for. I just feel like. The the whole time I was asking why why are you doing that. I feel like, <laughs> well, money, yeah, for sure. money, money, of course, these guys do have money. Like they have, they have a shit oh, yeah. ton of money. So okay. th- that's always an that argument. Why do you need more money? And so I think they want to play and they, they, they love their songs and that's all cool. But mm-hmm. I just feel like Freddie Mercury was that guy. He was the face and the voice of that band. I know they mm-hmm. all wrote songs and they're all brilliant musicians, But he was that guy. It's just, you Mm -hmm. cannot just replace a singer like that. And especially not one of the greatest singers of all time.
1: But what about, what if a band, what if a singer, because in this case it's special, because he passed away. He didn't leave the band because he was pissed or anything. Um, What if a band, the leader, the the singer leaves and and they keep going to the new singer? You think it's wrong? No, I think that's all right. Because like because because they write new material. That's the point. That's the point of difference for you, yeah. right? Because if you think Iron Maiden, for example, you know Bruce Dickinson is the face of the band, but he was not the first singer. He was the second. So so if you think, oh, the first singer leaves, like I'm not listening anymore. Well, you lost all their hits basically. Like not a single hit came out of the first albums. So so I get your point. You say basically they should just rename themselves as like uh Little Queen and, and like write new material, yeah. for example. I think that would be cooler too, because they're not contributing to art anymore. I get that. Um, it would be cooler, and if you go see li- them live, they still play the old songs, but they still they play their new songs. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I do. I don't think they're milking their fans though, because like I I would not. But I don't consider myself a Queen fan first. I think they're they're a good band. I, I like a couple of their songs and everything, but. I, I don't know. It's like if, like Black Sabbath, I'm a massive fan. If they would do a tour with somebody sounding like Ozzy, I I get what you're saying. I would not be as interested. Just like just be your own thing. Stop trying to grasp grasp the past. Yeah. I, I get your point. It's I I get your it's point. really
0: it's really when, when you're that iconic, then then I I just feel like you can't do it. It's it's just a so, it's just not the same and and it shouldn't
1: it should never be like the guy died. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, my favorite band of all time is Genesis, right? And uh, the whole Genesis with Peter Gabriel, and and they said they would never play again together, and it's never gonna happen. And Peter Gabriel left in '74. Never played with Genesis again since. So like, okay, like, a, so there's a there's a band called the Musical Box. They're from Quebec, actually. Yeah. And even Phil Collins said that they're even better. Than Genesis was back then. And they play with the same instruments, mm-hmm. like the original from the seventies. They bought the old keyboards, the same they were using when they recorded in 72, for example. Yeah. So it's the only way to see what the experience of seeing Genesis life was like. But it's hundred percent a cover band and no band members from Genesis. What do you think of that? They still charge people a hundred bucks to see them live, you know? Well, they're a cover band and they're uh, they I, I think that's fine i
0: think it's fine i yeah. I, st- I know it's complicated and i know I'm, um it doesn't make 100 percent sense what i'm saying and, and, and what and, you know but yeah i think that's all right you're a cover band you're not saying you're genesis
1: that's good i agree with you i agree with you i think it, i think it's all when there should be charged people that amount, but that's a part of that's a discussion for a hey, time if, probably. if you
0: pay a hundred bucks to see a cover band well then you are the idiot not
1: them I guess I mean I'm not saying people are idiots I just don't I just refuse to to pay that amount to see a cover ban even though I will never see Genesis life that's fine as I'm okay with that anyway yeah yeah. (laughs) all right that that was just I
0: I just wanted to ask you that um now last um for the last um where where, I'm losing my, my tongue is slipping away um For the the end of our last take, I wanted to add a song by Queen in that manner, Mm -hmm. which is a flash theme by Queen, a song they did for Mm -hmm. a movie, which I I haven't seen the movie, but I like the song. Uh, What's your song?
1: I had to go with a Korean song, oh. right? because we're telling a Korean story. Uh, one of my favorite artists ever is Korean, he's mm. called Chang Gia and his band is called All old deul which is the uh, Faces. Mm. So it's Chang ha All Guldul. and, uh, and uh, the song is called K. Uh, like the, basically just to, for context, when people text in Korea, they don't write ha-ha-ha or ya-ya-ya, yeah, yeah, yeah. ah. they write kiki kik." Uh, that's the laughing sound for texting and this song is called "K" because he, the singer uh, says why did you text me only one k? like um, do, are you not, do you not love me anymore like is there something wrong with your relationship I was expecting at least three k, you know it's a very cute and funny song about texting and the romance and it's a great band that I highly suggest people look into great I'm gonna check it out alright here you guys next week and take care bye bye It was good to talk to you. See you guys.